The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, May 7, 2023, on the basis of 1 Peter 2, verses 4 through 10. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Human beings have a need to know where they fit. Human beings have a need to feel as though they belong. We live in a world that at times might be described as hyper-individualistic. We put a lot of focus on self-discovery and self-expression. Who am I and what makes me unique? But even in that hyper-individualistic society, we as human beings cannot escape this need that we have to fit in, to have a place where we belong. So have you ever thought about that? Where do you fit? Where do you belong? We still define part of who we are based on a a whole host of human relationships that we have with others, from family to friends to colleagues to community. So where do you fit? That's a very important question for the people in this room to be asking. And in fact, it's a question that's really at the heart of our ministry plan as a church for the coming year, the ministry plan you'll be hearing about later this morning. In a lot of ways, it's a very important question for each of you to ask, not just individually, where do you fit within the walls of this church, but also for each of you to ask collectively, where do you fit outside the walls of this church as a group of Christians that is located in a very specific place and time. And if that's a very important question for us to ask, then now seems to be a very good time for us to be asking it. This year, this summer, 2023, marks the 10-year anniversary of our congregation's existence. We are now 10 years old. Within the last few months, we have completed what has been a major focus of our entire congregational effort for at least the last five years by finally completing a, and constructing a permanent church home. So now seems as good a time as any to be asking, where do you fit? Where do you belong? And if that's the case, then I can think of no better words for us to have in front of us this morning than these words that are appointed for this fifth Sunday of Easter, these words from 1 Peter chapter 2. Because with these words, God doesn't leave us to find our own way and to figure out for ourselves the answers to those questions. Instead, he gives us his vision and his picture for his church and for the people who are a part of it. As we look at these verses from 1 Peter 2 this morning, we're going to see that when Christ is your cornerstone, you always fit. That word cornerstone is really part of Peter's picture for how he describes the church. Even though the church really is people, he wants us to picture church as a building. But not just any building, this building is a temple. In other words, this is the building where God himself lives. And within that picture of a building, it is Christ Jesus who is the cornerstone. He is the first and most important stone that is set into the ground. He is that stone from which all of the other lines and angles of the foundation are laid. He is the stone on whom 
the stability and the durability of the entire building depends. That's Jesus. Probably no surprise to hear that that's where Jesus fits in the building. But maybe a surprise as Peter then moves on to describe where you fit in the building. First of all, Peter says that each one of you is a living stone. Each one placed as part of that structure built on the cornerstone. So the stones may come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes, but when they are combined together and again built on that cornerstone, they form this building, they form God's temple. But there's more. Peter also says that each one of you makes up a holy priesthood. So in a temple, it's the priests who are responsible for offering service and for making sacrifices on behalf of the rest of the people. But here Peter says that all of you are priests. All of you serve. All of you have a role to play. As members of Christ's church, you do not need someone else to go to God for you. You do not need someone else to offer service to God that is pleasing to him for the sake of Jesus Christ on your behalf. In Christ's church, there is no special priestly class, but all of you are priests. And so where do you fit? Well, Peter says that in Christ's church, you are both a stone and a priest. So as you think about where you fit, do you always picture it that way? Like I said, it's kind of a good opportunity for us to step back and consider that important question of where we fit. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary as a congregation this year, and the last two years especially have been sort of busy and productive for us as a congregation. Not just as we have built a literal building with some literal stones, but also as God has continued to build this figurative building with figurative stones. In fact, here's something you maybe don't know. So right now in 2023, we are averaging about 185 different people who come to services here at Good News at least one time in a month. So in any given month, 185 different people walk through those doors at least one time. Also during this year, I, I went through the list of all the people who are sort of attending on a regular basis and discovered that there are 95 people who have been coming to services on a regular basis for less than two years. So here's what that means. It was just about two years ago that we moved out of our first location. May of 2021 is when we moved out of 1217 Springdale Street, that storefront location in the strip mall on the east side of town. And what that means is that on any given Sunday, well over half of the people who are in this room never went to a single service at our first location. We've been adding a lot of stones, and we've been adding a lot of priests. And it's very important for us to view it that way because otherwise the results would be disastrous. Otherwise we may get all kinds of wrong and harmful ideas. Like the idea that within God's temple 
there are certain people who are more important than others. That maybe there's sort of a pecking order, the way there is everywhere else in life. A pecking order based on age, or expertise, or seniority. We might be tempted to think that if someone has great success and great status out there in the world, then they're sort of more important in here as well. Or on the flip side, we might be tempted to think that if someone doesn't have great success or great status out there, they can come in here and they can, they can really turn the tables. This is a place where they can really be someone who matters. We might be tempted to think that if all of us are going to be part of the same church, if all of us are going to be part of that building, then we sort of need to be a lot alike. We need to look alike. We need to talk alike and, and think alike. We need to have the same interests and the same hobbies. We might be tempted to think that if we're going to fit in at a place like this, really all that means is that there's at least one parking spot out there for our vehicle and at least one chair in here where we can sit down. And so we come in with our eyes open to see what's going on and our ears open to hear what's going on, but we never open our mouths to speak and we never open our hands to serve. All of those wrong ideas are based on wrong pictures of what Christ's church really is. Christ Jesus is your cornerstone, which means that through faith in him, through trust in his life, his death, his resurrection for you, you have a status that completely surpasses any status that you could obtain anywhere else in life. So whether you were baptized last Sunday, like our newest stone and priest, or whether you've been going to church since the Eisenhower administration, whether you're in upper management, or whether you're working for minimum wage, we all have a status before God that is exactly equal. That also means that as members of God's house, you and I have a bond that is far stronger than any bond that could otherwise be established between people based on common interests or common characteristics. It means that the differences that we might have among each other are completely transcended by what we share in common. Those differences don't just evaporate into thin air, but as a result of our common relationship with Christ and our common bond with one another, those differences do not need to be sources of division in Christ's church. So where do you fit? Well, when Christ Jesus is your cornerstone, you fit as both a stone and as a priest. Now, if that's all Peter had to say, it would result in a picture that, if you ask me, is about the most terrifying and traumatizing picture, especially for a young child, that one could ever witness in the entire history of cinema. I'm talking about that picture from The Wizard of Oz, where Dorothy's house in Kansas has been swept up by the tornado, and it's just kind of floating and spinning around in midair horrifying thought for a young child that that could possibly happen to someone's home. I mean, it is one thing for each of you as individuals to know where you fit within this house called God's church, 
But it is also very important for all of you as a group of Christians to know where you collectively fit within the world around us. Every house needs a location. Every house needs an address. Every house needs to be on the ground in a specific place and time. And Peter tells us about that as well. Really throughout the letter, Peter wants Christians to know that they are living as members of God's temple in foreign territory. He refers to them as exiles. We are resident aliens. We are people who are living in a place that is not our home, and as a result, we are just passing through. In these verses, Peter makes that exact same point when he says that the very stone that God used to build his church is a stone that the builders first rejected. In other words, it is impossible for this house, God's temple, to exist in our world unnoticed, for it to just fly underneath the radar and not draw any attention to itself. Instead, Peter says that the builders, the so-called experts, the people who are busy building things of their own in this world, will inevitably notice it. They will pick it up, they will inspect it, and they will reject it. They will consider it absolutely worthless. And as a result, they will also consider anything that has been built on that cornerstone to be absolutely worthless as well. Where do you fit? Well, all of us together are God's temple that exists in foreign territory. So when you think about where you fit, is that how you picture it? You know, even at 10 years old as a congregation, I think it'd be easy for us to consider ourselves sort of new and sort of young within our, our Mount Horeb community. But did you know that even in the time that our church was started back in 2013, there, were, there have been two other churches, even newer, that have started in our town? One of them is no longer meeting, at least not in town that I'm aware of, the other one actually meets in the same location that we used to be in the lower level of the Mount Horeb Innovation Center. If you didn't know that, there's a reason for that. When a church is that new, it's easy for it to sort of fly under the radar, to go undetected for a while. But 10 years later, with a new building sticking up out of the ground, it's a little bit more difficult to fly under the radar in our community. And of course, that can be a very good thing, but maybe it can at times seem like a not-so-good thing. Maybe it's just me, but it seems as though some of the attention that our church gets in our community recently hasn't been all that positive. That as people start to take notice, as they start to realize some of the things that our church is built on, that we believe and that we teach, the reaction is less than favorable. It is, in fact, true what Peter says, that sometimes the builders, the so-called experts in our world, will take notice, and they will inspect what a church is built on, and at sometimes they will even reject it. And so it's very important for us to view that the right way, the way Peter wants us to. Again, otherwise the results could be absolutely disastrous. We could come up with all kinds of false ideas in our head. One might be 
that we can still continue to just kind of follow, uh, fly under the radar and blend in. That if we just play nice, if we just go with the flow, maybe everybody will kind of just leave us alone. Maybe the reaction or the thought is that we actually need to take on a very combative posture in our world. If we're in foreign territory, well then let's conquer it. Let's overtake it. Let's make sure and insist and expect that everyone is going to think exactly like we think and to see things our way. Maybe the thought is that we should just withdraw. If we really are in foreign territory, then let's just all huddle up safe and sound and kind of keep the world around us at arm's length. Again, all of those ideas are based on false pictures, different from the one that Peter gives us in these verses. So how should we react as the house of God positioned in foreign territory? Peter's words might make us think that we don't fit in at all. And in a certain sense, we don't. In our world, if something is going to happen, if work is going to get done, if something's going to get built, most often it happens where things like power and status and influence and wealth are concentrated. And so it shouldn't surprise us one bit that the work we want to do might not happen there, that it might happen more on the margins, that it might happen more on the fringes of a world that often doesn't want to have anything to do with Christ. But you know, maybe that's better. In fact, I think Peter sees that as better. In these verses, he says that our work as priests is to proclaim the praises of the God who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. So as we open our mouths to speak and as we open our hands to serve, each one of us is like a little beam of light, a flashlight, we might even say, that helps people see the truth about God. And so let me ask you, where does a flashlight fit better? In broad daylight or in the darkness? On a nice bright sunny day, even the most powerful flashlight in the world is absolutely worthless. Having it on is nothing more than a waste of batteries, right? But the sun goes down, or the lights go out, suddenly that flashlight is indispensable. Suddenly that flashlight fits. And that's exactly how Peter wants to see us as God's temple fitting in foreign territory. You know, as you hear about our ministry plan in a couple of minutes, you're going to quickly find out that we don't have everything figured out about where our church is going to fit over the course of the next year or maybe even several years. In fact, in a lot of ways, our plan is to take time this year to try and figure out those details. Ten years in, brand new building, what's next? What do we want to do? How do we want to continue to shine a light in the darkness? But even though we don't have all the details figured out, what a blessing that we have this beautiful and crystal clear big picture already provided to us by God. Within God's temple, you are stones 
and priests. And collectively, as God's temple, you are his dwelling place, even as we live in foreign territory. Which means that even as we figure out the details, the wonderful news is we already have that thing that all human beings need. Christ is your cornerstone, which means that you always fit. <laughs>